Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting all about parasites and how you can figure out if you have a parasitic infection. And if you do find out that you do have a parasitic infection, what you can do to actually get rid of it. There are a lot of people on Instagram talking about parasites and basically saying, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite which basically means that so many of us probably have parasites inside us right now, which yes, that sounds a little bit disgusting. And yes, it is completely true. However, these same people are also advising that each and every one of us should do a parasite eradication protocol and, you know, often on a regular basis. And I do not agree with that whatsoever. If you don't have symptoms, if you're perfectly healthy, it doesn't particularly matter if you have a parasite or not. They can exist within us and they don't always cause symptoms. It's only if we're dealing with chronic symptoms and they're impacting our quality of life, which I know is the case for many of you listening, that we would then want to investigate whether this could be going on and whether this could be at the root cause of our symptoms. So yes, many of us may have parasites, But no, we don't all need to run out and do parasite protocols. It's only if that is what is actually at the root cause of your symptoms. And we're going to get into how to test for whether you have a parasitic infection. And we're going to get into all the nitty gritty of that in a second. I want to tell you about a new favorite ritual of mine. I love collagen and I've had it every day for years. But the last couple of months, I've been having a hot chocolate made with the chocolate flavored collagen from Switch Nutrition. And let me tell you, it is bloody delicious. I just mix half a scoop of the collagen with some hot water and add either some coconut milk or some full fat milk. And I absolutely love it. We know collagen is great for our skin and gut health, but this collagen has the added benefit of L-glutamine and digestive enzymes to support the repair of the gut lining and help with breaking down the food you eat. Head to Switch Nutrition's website to get your hands on some collagen and use the code HIGHVIBE to get 10% off. And if you try it, let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Insta or maybe even post a photo on your Instagram stories. And if you do, be sure to tag me. Before I get into an explanation of parasites and how to actually overcome them, let's chat about some of the signs and symptoms that this is something that you may be dealing with. There are a lot of symptoms that can be linked to parasites. And the challenge is that they're non-specific, which means that these symptoms could be caused by a number of different things. So for example, fatigue may be caused by a parasitic infection, yes, but it may also be caused by low iron, lack of protein intake, for example, lack of energy intake overall. So we can't necessarily say that fatigue is caused by a parasite, but we really want to start to peel away the layers of the onion to determine what is actually causing your symptoms, which is why we need to take this 
root cause approach and also a really personalized approach as well to determine what it is that is driving our symptoms. And because these symptoms are nonspecific, it's really important to test if you've tried all the basics and you're still experiencing those symptoms. There's no other way to know for sure what's going on besides testing. And we will chat about the different testing options later in the episode. As I mentioned before, just because you have a parasite doesn't mean it's necessarily affecting you or driving symptoms. If you don't have any symptoms that are particularly bothering you, then it's probably nothing to worry about. Let's get into some of the common signs and symptoms associated with parasitic infections. This can include digestive symptoms like bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea, a loss of appetite. On the other hand, never feeling full, never feeling satiated, constant hunger, recurring yeast infections, jaw clenching and grinding, muscle and joint pain, skin issues like rashes and eczema, food intolerances and sensitivities, fatigue, as I mentioned before, iron deficiency, difficulty falling asleep or waking up often during the night or just poor sleep quality, and also anal itching. So as I mentioned, a lot of these symptoms are nonspecific and they can have multiple causes. But if you're seeing a few of these different symptoms, then you might start to ask the question of whether parasites are a driving factor for you. Now let's chat a little bit about what parasites actually are. So a parasite is an organism that lives and feeds off a host organism. In this example, we're talking about humans, us, at the expense of the host. There are two main types of parasites that can take up residency in the gut and drive symptoms. So first up, we have protozoa and second, we have helminths. So protozoa are single-celled organisms. They're microscopic and they can infect humans and drive these symptoms. Some examples of protozoa include Blastocystis hominis, which is extremely common, Diamantiba fragilis, and Giardia. Helminths are the second type we're talking about here, which are parasitic worms that can infect humans. And they're made up of three main groups, including nematodes or roundworms, cestodes or tapeworms, and trematodes or flukes. So the difference here is that these helminths They're worms, whereas the protozoa are those single-celled microscopic organisms. It might seem a little bit gross to think about, but as I mentioned before, many of us have parasites and we worm our kids and our dogs, but we don't think about doing it for ourselves. That being said, as I've mentioned multiple times now, just because you have a parasite doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be affecting your driving symptoms. So if you don't have any symptoms, there's no need to investigate any further. But if you do have some of the symptoms I mentioned before and you're finding it difficult to overcome those symptoms, that's when I'd suggest testing your gut to see whether parasites are an issue for you. Before we get into the testing side of things, let's chat about how we can actually end up with parasites. I think a lot of us think that we need to travel to Bali or India or somewhere like that to pick up parasites, but that is definitely not the case. You can get parasites from raw or uncooked meat, contaminated drinking water, or also swimming in contaminated lakes and rivers and that kind of thing. You can get them from animals. So if your dogs have any of these you know, types of parasites and you're sharing your bed with them, also from kids as well, contaminated clothing or bedding, and poor hygiene in general. 
interrupting this episode for just a minute to let you know about my brand new free GI map gut testing guide. I've created this guide so you can understand how gut microbiome testing can help you get to the root cause of symptoms like bloating, heartburn, constipation, and food sensitivities. I take you behind the scenes of my preferred microbiome test, the GI map, and how I use it to help my clients get to the root of their gut symptoms. Head to the link in my Instagram bio or the show notes to download your free copy of the GI map gut testing guide. I want to get into some of the different testing options now for parasites. And as I mentioned before, there are a lot of people online saying that basically everyone's got parasites, everyone needs to be treating their parasites. And this is definitely not the case. I highly recommend investigating further with testing so that you can accurately identify what is going on for you and address it in a targeted way. My absolute favorite way and my preference for detecting parasites is the GI map gut microbiome test. This is a really comprehensive test and it looks at 15 different types of the most common parasites, plus a bunch of other really important markers that help us identify what's going on with your gut so we can create a targeted plan around that. So that is definitely my preference without a doubt. You can also have a stool test run by your doctor. So this looks at a very small portion of the things that the GI map test looks at. But if you're in Australia, it's covered under Medicare. It can be a great place to start. Aside from these stool tests, there is also blood testing, which has its limitations. So certain parasites can be detected via blood tests. However, this is very, very limited and not likely to give most of us the answers that we need or that we're looking for. Another way that blood testing can point us in the direction of parasites as well is if you constantly suffer from really stubborn low iron and iron deficiency anemia. This is associated with parasites. So of course, low iron doesn't always equal parasites. This could be due to just generally low iron intake, excess blood loss through heavy periods and and things like that, or also poor digestion and absorption as well. But if you've ruled out all of those things and your bloods just keep coming back with this stubborn low iron, then you may want to look into where the parasites are driving that. The other thing you can look at on blood work is whether your eosinophils are elevated. So eosinophils are our body's immune soldiers, essentially, that work on parasites in particular. However, this is helpful, yes, but eosinophils can be elevated by a number of other factors as well. So this is just one of these puzzle pieces that we can put together, maybe some helpful information in the context of all of these other testing options and your symptoms. Now you have a bit of an understanding of the different testing options for parasites. Now let's look into what you can do if you've identified that you're dealing with a parasite and how you can actually address that and get rid of it. In my clinic, I use specific herbal supplements to help eradicate the parasite, which is really effective and it has the lowest impact on the gut microbiome of the different options available. You can also use specific antibiotics or antiparasitic medications, which of course are going to need to be recommended to you by your doctor. Whichever option you go with, you're really going to want to consider improving your digestive function and repopulating and rebuilding your gut microbiome as well. Because if your gut is in perfect shape, you have great levels of stomach acid, your gut motility is great, and you have 
lots of beneficial gut bacteria, parasites are very unlikely to be a problem for you. It's when we have that perfect storm, that perfect environment in our gut that these parasites and other pathogens can take up residency. So once you actually remove the parasitic infection, we want to support your ability to digest food, support those stomach acid levels, also improve the abundance of bacteria in your gut microbiome. And then you're going to create that really strong, resilient gut, which means that you're far less likely to have another gut infection or another parasitic infection pop up months or years down the track. As we covered, there are so many varied signs and symptoms of parasitic infections, from digestive symptoms to fatigue, iron deficiency, and even jaw clenching and grinding. Because these symptoms are nonspecific, which means they can have a number of different causes, it's really important that we test to determine whether they are what's driving your symptoms. And as I mentioned, I highly recommend the GI map gut microbiome test for doing this. Once you've done that, herbal supplements, antibiotics or antiparasitic medications may be used to eliminate parasites. However, please don't DIY this. You can definitely do some damage. All of this should always be done under the guidance of a qualified practitioner. And with herbal supplements, that may be a nutritionist or a naturopath or a functional medicine doctor. With the antibiotics and the antiparasitics, that needs to be done under the guidance of your doctor. As a reminder, improving digestive function and restoring that gut microbiome is so important to prevent this parasitic infection from just popping up again months or years down the track once you've gotten rid of it. Alrighty, that's it. If you found this helpful, please make sure you hit the follow button if you haven't already. And I would be super grateful if you took a minute to leave me a five-star rating or review. I read every review and I really love hearing from you guys and hearing what you've learned and how this podcast is having an impact on your life. Have an awesome day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at Fran Dargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. <laughs>